Well, oil's not free. Oh, we've been checking the price across the week, and the cheapest I've seen, 95, briefly was 279. It's 288 this morning on the way past, so probably gone up by the time I actually go to fill up. Let's get to Andrew Kelleher at JMI Wealth, because um, it will go up, I guess, won't it, on these developments? Yeah, morning, Tim. Probably, uh, probably, because you got to factor in a uh, weaker New Zealand dollar as well uh, into that. And we didn't have time yesterday to cover off all these ructions in the oil markets because we had so much local news going on with the government balks and move higher in the official cash rate. I actually attended a, an address by Minister Robertson yesterday afternoon, um, Tim, actually. He took a bit of a swipe at the so-called hindsight economic experts, but stressed very much the need for balance and fiscal decisions, said we can avoid a recession, but uh, so that was interesting. Uh, but, yeah, this oil market. So what has been well covered in the last 24 hours now is that the, the new oil alliance, OPEX Plus, decided on production cuts to oil. So in November, uh, oil output will be reduced by 2 million barrels a day. The thing is... Right now, uh, Tim, that some of the smaller members of that OPEC Plus allowance aren't hitting their current targets. So the actual cut uh, will probably be smaller than, t than that stated 2 million barrels per day. And the actual cut could be as little as 950k uh, thousand barrels. Uh, but the bulk of that reduction will come out of Saudi Arabia, uh, the UAE and Kuwait. Um, it is it is a much larger cut than had been expected, and I can't verify this, but I believe it's the biggest output cut that they've ever made. And I suppose you have to ask the question, you know, why are they doing this? Uh, it looks like it's being led very much by Saudi Arabia, uh, and the Saudi Arabians are very focused on this tighter monetary policy that's being pursued in the US and, and the threat uh, that not only that, but also generally tighter monetary policy globally will have on global growth, and that brings with it less demand for oil, so they're worried about that price falling. Uh, and the context is really important here. In July, US President Joe Biden visited Saudi Arabia. You'd think part of those discussions he had would be part of a, a sort of, a, I suppose, a new oil deal. And only two weeks ago, top US officials were there again talking about oil. And a lower oil price assists this Western effort to weaken Russia. It reduces that oil revenue that Russia is still getting. So this decision seems like a bit of a con continuation of uh, almost an alliance between OPEC Plus or at least Saudi Arabia and Russia. Uh, it was the first in-person gathering uh, of the OPEC Plus alliance we've seen since COVID, and the Russian delegate did attend in person. I think that's important. So that oil price spiked when Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, so between February right through to July, it traded between 100 and 120 US dollars, but it's fallen recently. We saw it as low as 83, 84 US dollars. It's now gone back to 94 US dollars a barrel. I thought it might have gone a little bit higher. It certainly seems to be a very public snub to the US, and in particular Joe Biden. The timing is, is terrible for Biden ahead of the midterm elections, because he's now, the, the US voters are now potentially going to have higher petrol prices. And it certainly isn't very helpful in the sort of global fight against inflation. As I said, remember, we're dealing with quite a lot weaker uh, New Zealand dollar as well, which just exacerbates yeah. that price rise. Yeah, it really cranks it up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. When, when you, you'll give us the price today, but yeah. uh, when you see how much we've come down against the US and, of course, oil traded in US dollars. Our jobs market, uh, can you bring us up to speed? 
Yep, yeah, quickly, the BNZ Seek Employment Report, this was released yesterday, and this is quite, it's, I suppose it's sort of timely because we've got non-farm payrolls report in the US tonight. That's a very key US labour mar market report and, and the labour market critical concern for central banks around the world. Now, while we have reason to believe up until that oil news yesterday that supply chain issues are slowly being resolved, economic activity is starting to weaken, this tight labour market critical factor in the fight against inflation. Seek job ads here in New Zealand that fell in September, seasonally adjusted 3.9% fall. The, the authors of the report, they're speculating that a peak might be forming, still at very elevated levels, but the trend could be changing, and that trend playing out particularly in property-related sectors, but, you know, maybe some of the heat is coming out of the employment market. And the numbers, please. Yeah, the, the, the markets were lower. They're now struggling to come back and sort of get into positive territory. The Dow Jones is still down about half a percent, uh, 30,117. Uh, the S&P 500 at the moment down around half a percent as well, 3,764. Uh, the NASDAQ is down three points, so it's almost even, we'd call that, 11,145. The FTSE 100 overnight down 55. Uh, 6997. The Nikkei up 190 yesterday, 27,311 was the close there. Uh, the Shanghai Composite down 17, 3024. Uh, the Aussies gained two points yesterday, 6817, and we lost 55 points on the NZX50, 11,125. Kiwi dollar this morning quite a lot lower again, so we're talking at 0.5658. We're back to almost sort of GFC levels here, so we haven't seen these levels since 2008, 2009. Against the Aussie, 0 0.8818, 0 0.5769 euro, 0.5072 pounds, 81.96 against the Japanese yen, gold $1,711.65, and as I said, Brent crude $93.99. All right, thanks for everything uh, across the week. Want to take the weekend? I'll take the weekend. Yep. Go for it. I'm sure, I'm sure my, you'll be back next week. Andrew Kelleher, <laughs> uh, JMI Wealth with us.